Hey everyone, thank you so much for checking out our podcast. On today's episode of Love, Faith, and Joy, we're going to be diving deep into Maria's story. Let's start off with telling um, how life was when we were single. So I know for me, I know I have my own story and you have your own story, my love. And so let's start off with um, just a brief about your childhood. Tell us like where you're from and um, how did you grow up, let's say, till up until the age of 18? I grew up everywhere, <laughs> everywhere in the city of Chicago. Um, I was in foster care okay. from the age of two mm-hmm. to 18. I've mm-hmm. uh, been in multiple homes. Um, every year was a new home Mm -hmm. so it was kind of rough um there was no stability no uh, no affirmation no encouragement it was pretty abusive um had low self-esteem was very um negative all the time that all came from the abuse i'm assuming yep so would Um, you was it would you say that was more physical abuse or verbal both both usually from moving from home to home because it got physical and some of them were just verbal and uh growing up as i got older it just got more harder because when all you hear is lies and that you're never good enough or you're never going to be anybody you're only going to be good to have sex you start to entertain that and you start to believe it that you are actually not good enough it kept on and then um as i turned 18 um, I was transitioning from being in foster care to being independent. And uh, what, what do you mean by being independent? So each foster kid has a goal. And so my goal when the government decided that I would be in foster care till I was 18 years old. Yeah. And you would transition once you're 18, you're transitioning out of being in the system in the okay. foster care system and you're transitioning into being independent where they teach you kind of life skills and how to manage your money and how to be an adult so once you turn 21 mm-hmm. um you're technically an adult and they okay. actually um send you out and they don't help you anymore and you have to kind of figure it out um the sad thing is is that they don't really teach you life skills they just give you a check like life skills so when you were turned 18, life skills that you were lacking were things like... Um, paying a bill. Like learning how to pay yeah, a bill. You never learning, learning how, how to pay, pay a bill. bill. Learning how to gro- do groceries. Learning how to pay rent. Opening a bank account. Certain things like that. Learning okay. how to budget. Okay. So it was very difficult for me. But um, You said that, you know, based on you growing up, experiencing a lot of abuse um, in all kinds of different ways, what... What what was life like romantically? Did you ever have a boyfriend or crushes or anything like that Like you, while you were growing up? No, 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 no. Um, it was very anti-boy. <laughs> I did not like boys. I actually feared them because of the abuse from them. I kept my distance. I remember seeing um, when I was 11 years old, saying that I wanted to be in the same um, I wanted to be with the girl that I wanted to marry a woman because I would feel safer with a woman than a man. Mm. So I used to have a lot of 
girl relationships i didn't really have good fr- like good guy friends okay. um like girl romantic relationships no 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 just no. girl yeah friends. just girl yeah like girls that were my friends yeah right. <laughs> yeah i had a lot of girlfriends yes. um and i was very sporty so i would be like that tomboy who like played dodgeball baseball like yeah i was that type of girl you know always wearing baggy clothes looking very messy like i didn't fix my doll myself up you know i like girls now who are like 11 12 you know looking chududu i was never (laughs) a cutie patootie i was just just average okay Um, and then so you said you turned 18 mm -hmm. got into independent living what i'm I'm just because i know your story Mm -hmm. but just so everyone else knows what other major thing happened to you at the age of 18 um i found christ um my caseworker at the time who was assigned to me t- to help me transition from being in foster care to independent she was a christian and um she shared the gospel with me what was so powerful is that um God used her and a missionary from my old job. I was mm-hmm. working at a theater. Yeah. And I was like, so like, I don't want to hear about God. Like, how can you say he loves me if he allowed all this to happen? Yeah. You know, just ignorant saying, because I didn't know any better. Right. Um, at the time, I got a job at a theater working as a um, cashier. Okay. Uh, con- at the concession stand, and my boss was a Christian as well. Uh, his name was John, and he was just so cool. Like he would carry his Bible with him. He was always reading his Word in the break room, and he was just uh, like a really cool. You know, he was a really cool person. And I'm a senior at this time, so um, I needed a prom date. So I, I asked him and he said, yeah, he was like, but he said, I'll go with you, but you have to do something for me. And I was like, hmm, what is it? What is it? Yeah. I was like, what is it? And he's like, I'll take you to prom, but you would have to let me take you out for a whole week. And so we go to the mall to pick a tux for him. And he's just speaking like how much God loves me. Mm. But it was so intensive the way he was looking at me. Yeah. Like his his eyes were so piercing that I could not stop crying on the bus. And he was like, you know, Maria, God has a plan for you. You are valuable. And that was the first time that I've ever heard something so beautiful, like about myself. Yeah. Then that Thursday, I was with my caseworker at... I went to a youth service and a missionary was speaking Mm -hmm. and he was from Panama and he was just saying like, if you want to receive Christ, you know, come up, come and receive, (laughs) you know, with this tight Hispanic accent because, because Jesus Christ, I love you. And I just felt my body jolt up and was, I ran to the altar Mm. and I was like, I'm tired of, Living, I'm tired of living this way. I'm tired of fearing of being alone. I I keep hearing that you are the God that never leaves us or forsake us. Yes. 
and I want you in my life. I want you to dwell in this place. I want you to dwell in my heart. I want to be new. I want to feel your love. I want to feel beautiful. I want to feel accepted. And I was like, I believe that you are the God who um, rose from the dead and is resurrected. You are the God who forgives my sins. Please forgive me for all my sins. I repent for being so disrespectful to my foster parents. But I need you in my heart. Come live in my heart, please. Please, Jesus, because I don't want to leave the same way that I came in. And I remember struggling because I was so tired that I kept on falling asleep. And so um, running up to the stage and accepting Jesus into my heart, I remember feeling like this bucket of of joy and beauty. <laughs> I don't know how to even explain it. Yeah. But it was such a bucket of joy that I was giggling and I yelled out loud, I'm beautiful. <laughs> and um my life was never the same. I went home that day so much joy and peace mm. that my foster mom thought I was smoking weed because I was so joyful. <laughs> she thought I was I was smoking weed and yeah. I was like, I'm not going to let you rob my joy. Like, I'm not yeah. going to, I'm not going to entertain you. I'm going to go up to my room. Yeah. And, um, I had a month left. I think I had, like, a, of, of, uh, before you get into independent living. Yeah. A okay. month length, uh, a month left of living, of transitioning from independent living. And, um, I was like, I'm going to do what I got to do. That was my, my moment of like, I'm a new creation. I still Mm. would be bullied, you know, by the lies, you know, that I'm not good enough, you know. And man, the enemy tried and tried, um, especially using my foster mom, you know. Um, She would say just the most horriblest things, you know. I had, at the time, I had such a filthy mouth and I used to love to curse. Mm. And I was like, I'm not going to stoop to your level right now. So there's times that I would just walk out, you know, like I got three more weeks to go, you know? (laughs) Yeah. Um, But yeah, that was. You you felt a complete shift in how you were. I did. Like your personality, the way you reacted to things. Yes, that even people at school were like, what's wrong with you? And I'm like, what? They're like. You're just different. Yeah, like something's different. And I'm like, there's nothing different. But the people who, you know, I had, there was a lot of Pentecostals Mm -hmm. or like church girls that would go to school that were in my high school as well. Yeah. That I attended. They were like, something's different. What's going on? (laughs) You know, one girl in my. Like they were able to tell the difference. Yes, one girl in my choir class. She was like, Maria, there is something different about you. You're glowing. Mm, all snap. And I was so excited. Like, I got Jesus in my heart. And she was like, praise God. And I was like, <laughs> yes. And um, it was so cool because um, she was soprano and I was an alto. Yeah. And I felt like God used her to kind of encourage me. Like, you know, um, the walk is going to be hard, Maria, but it's going to be worth it. Amen. You know, so Amen. Um, yeah, I stopped, you know, um, attending parties. And, and you so- said that you used to have a filthy mouth. So you, 
like you stopped cursing at that yeah point. no i stopped cursing i lost a lot of friends i lost a lot of friends mm. due to the fact that i had like you stopped partying new, and- yeah i would go to house parties um because i love to dance i yeah. was in like a drink I, i'd never drink or smoke okay but i would go because my you know i would love to dance yeah and um i didn't people are like what are you drinking and i'm like coke you know <laughs> um just soda yeah pepsi yeah <laughs> what's in your cup um but i did lose a lot of friends because i stopped all that i was like nah i'm not about that life anymore okay so um let's fast forward just a little bit here mm-hmm. um you said that you got into independent living however we both know that you know something else happened at the age of 24 mm-hmm. so um what was life like real quick between the ages of 18 and 24 it was hard it was very lonely but lonely in a sense of like um physical Mm. you know i lived alone just to share quickly i i invited someone to live with me Mm -hmm. because she was it was kind of a friend's cousin who needed help she was going through some stuff in her marriage yeah so because i'm a new christian and so naive i invited her to live with me because she needed a place to stay right so trying to do the christian thing and still learning how to be the light and help people um she stole my identity oh snap and uh open accounts under my name like she got your social and all that my good social, stuff. My social, yeah. Wow. And wow. how I found that out is I was doing my homework and the lights went out. Mm-hmm. So, but I called my landlady to see if her lights went out and she said, no, we're good. So I called Comed and I was like, hey, you know, what's going on? We we just paid the bill. Yeah. Um, And he's like, you haven't paid your bill since you moved in last september and we were in may wow and i was just so like man i was so hurt so i confronted her it things just got ugly and um she threw me out wait she threw you out of your own apartment she did because she called my pastor threatening that um she was gonna kill me so my pastor went into a little panic and took me out of there but I'm like, that's my house. The person who needs to leave is her. Right. But he didn't understand. He's like, we have to take you out. And I kept on yelling at him, like, where are we going to, where am I going to go? Yeah. Like, like, I don't have nowhere to go. I don't know my family like that. Like, we ain't even close. Like, where do you want me to go? And so I was living in this um, attic mm-hmm. with this, um, with a member from my church who had like a building but this attic was pretty abandoned, had no right. walls. Yeah. I mean, every it, it just, it was really bad. And so I was living in that place for two years and it was just really hard. I, the job that I was working at shut down. So mm-hmm. I lost my job. Yeah. So income was hard, you know, and besides me living in this attic, um, I wasn't paying rent because I couldn't afford it. And I just felt embarrassed when I would run into the landlord yeah. or the person who owned the building. Yeah. Because I'm like, I don't have nothing, 
you know yeah it was like a joseph moment like i lost everything mm. but even in that god was still doing a work you know i had a very good friend at my church named lydia who i adore um she saw how i was living and she was like we have to do something and yeah. so we fasted and prayed that i would move in with her mm. and god opened a door and i was able to move in with her and that was such a blessing because god um showed me a lot of how um i need to ask for help and yeah. that was hard it was hard for me to ask for help because of how prideful i was because i was taught like you don't ask for help yeah you know that's a sign of weakness like you have to take care of yourself you have to do it yourself but I I thank God for the Holy Spirit because yeah. he would kind of snitch on me and tell <laughs> Lydia what I needed. So I would be crying, like perfect example. I would be crying in my room like, Father, I need a bus card. Yeah. But I don't have no money, you yeah. know, crying. Mm -hmm. And not even like two minutes later, she would come into my room and she's like, Maria, do you need a bus card? And I'm like, yes, like crying to her. And she's like... Why, why can't you ask me? And I'm like, it's so hard for me. And I remember we had a good talk and she was like, <sighs> she displayed the love of Christ. Cause mm. she was like, everything that I have is yours. Yeah. Like, all you need to do is ask. Yeah. You need money, ask me. And I'm like, and that was so hard for me, but it, it was such a peace and comfort. Yeah. Because it was, it she was showing me that through her love, she was showing me Christ's love that he provides our needs. Amen. You know, and I started praying. I always wanted a mom and dad, you know, in that season as well. You know, I it was funny because when I moved in with Lydia, I heard the Holy Spirit say, don't get comfortable. This is not your home. And yeah. I kind of chuckled like, off where am i gonna go you know <laughs> and um at the time i was praying like man god i would love to know what it feels like to be a daughter mm. i know that i'm your daughter but i need something i'm such a very physical person like i love hand on hand touching yeah <laughs> like i want to touch your face your hands <laughs> like not in a creepy way yeah not in a creepy way right like just like in a I'm very like yeah yeah like if i'm your friend I want to be like, let's hold hands, <laughs> you know, like trills, like glitter party, let's hold hands. <laughs> like trills. Yeah. <laughs> so at the age of, this is, are you, what, how old are you now around this I am, time? I was 23. 23. Mm -hmm. Okay. Because I moved with Lydia when I was like 22. I was there for two years. Okay. So I was about 22, 23 praying for mom and dad. Got you. I believe that he would give me a mom and dad. I like just even didn't at know. that age. Yeah. Even at that age, I had faith that he would give me a mom and dad and not even knowing like, but who would it be? And at that time, I was in this group called Breakdown. So we would go to schools or different churches and dance for abstinence. <laughs> <laughs> OK, abstinence, like saving sex till marriage. Yeah. So um, I'm, I'm sorry to, but around 22, so you still haven't had a boyfriend. No, like, no, 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 no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you haven't been kissed or anything of that nature. Right, right. So 
but there was an incident um at like yeah um i was in breakdown and breakdown is breaking down society's lies of love sex and relationship through the performing arts yeah and you know facebook you know at the time i didn't know what profit lying was you know (laughs) (laughs) okay um I there was this guy who I became friends with. Yeah. And um I won't say his name just to protect him. Um even though I want to say his name, but I'm not going to say it. <laughs> yeah. Um but there was this guy who friend requested me, you know, cuz he was a believer and mm-hmm. loved Christ. And I was like, "Cool, you know, like we could be friends." And he started saying stuff and mind you, I'm still, I was still a baby Christian. Yeah. So I'm still kind of naive because he said he saw a picture and he said that the Lord told him that I was his wife. And I was kind of like, what? And um, through a picture on Facebook. Yeah, through a picture. But, you know, I was like, wow, Mina, there's a guy who's a Christian and he's prophesying that I'm his wife. Oh my God. You know, like, <laughs> yeah. so girly, girly, but yeah. I didn't have that gift of discernment. So mm-hmm. I was just like, oh my God, he's a man of God, you know? So we became good friends on Facebook and he wanted us to meet. So we met, um, Lydia met him and she knew, she discerned, my roommate discerned, like, this guy's not good news but i was like you're judging him you don't even you know like defending him (laughs) yeah but not i was just so blinded because i think i still struggled with i want to be accepted and loved you know still even i have this amazing relationship with christ but still not feeling fully fulfilled you know of course um so i would go visit his church you know there was times that he would hold my hand and i would you know, not know what to do. So I would kind of let him hold my hand it even. And it would make me feel uncomfortable. Yeah. But he would tell me stuff like he was manipulating me. Like he was like, if you don't hold my hand, you're going to go to hell because, you know, God said like he would always be saying like, God said, you're my wife. And so mind you, at the time, you know, you hear, you know, the enemy knows the word of God, you know, right. right. And so, and he, he dresses himself as a beautiful sheep, you know, he Mm -hmm. was a wolf in sheep clothing. So, but at the time you didn't know that I didn't know. So I was just, man, I was having like so many anxiety attacks, like feeling like, oh my God, I'm I'm being disobedient, you know? So I so you felt like you were being disobedient to God because he told you you were being disobedient. Yeah. And I was like, and I was always repenting, asking God for forgiveness, you know, because I, I didn't want to submit to him. But I'm like, dude, we ain't even married. So there was this night he invited me to a prayer night. Okay. At his church. At his church. And he was actually a deacon of that church. But I didn't know that either. Of course. <laughs> so I go to that church and this evangelist, they called her evangelist. She came up to me. It was so weird. We got in and we were sitting down. And, you know, I'm just sitting there listening to the music, praying. Yeah. She comes up to me and she was like, she's like, can I take you aside? She's like, what's your name? So sweet. So, so cute. sweet. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, Maria. And she's like, can you, can you come with me? I said, oh, sure. 
And she pulls me to the a back room. Okay. And she was like, did God call you to be at this church? And I said, no, no, no. I, I have a home church. Yeah. I'm just visiting right now. Yeah. And she was like, hmm. She goes, there's a man in your life. Who is a wolf in sheep's clothing? She's oh, like, so she was like able to yes, see that. Yes, <laughs> I'm freaking out because I'm like, what? And she's like, is he trying to say that he's your husband? And I said, yeah. I like, I'm like, yeah, freaking oh, out. Yes, like what? Have you ever experienced anybody like? No, yeah, I've been like that before. I I have, but not so detailed like that. Mm, you know? Yeah. So that's what like I really felt like that was the lord using her to speak to me like and she was saying that guy is not your husband he's a wolf in sheep clothing and you need to run Mm. like he's a deceiver and um he is not of god and i was shocked because i'm like does she know like he he's a deacon in the church you know and i'm freaking out and i just felt a peace that an assuredness like God telling me like Maria this is not your husband you right. don't have to be his friend right. you know right. like you need to distance yourself mm-hmm. so um after that service um he was going to drive me home yeah you know and I, he's like but I have to ask you a question and he's kind of being like romantic like he kissed my hand and he was like you're so beautiful I can't wait for the day we get married yeah. and I'm like I, I have to tell you something and he was like no don't talk let me talk and I'm like yeah. okay and he's like Maria I loved you from the first day I saw your picture and he got on his knee and he proposed to me like full out proposal yes Yes, he proposed to me. <laughs> I, I was like, what are you doing? Oh my god. And he had a a ring that that I that I've imagined like if I ever get married, this is the ring that like I want. He pulled out the perfect ring. Yeah, the perfect ring. This it, wolf in sheep's clothing. Yes, this this counterfeit. Counterfeit, that's a good word. Um pulled out this beautiful ring, proposes to me. Yeah. But then he tells me, you know, but before I, you know, you say yes, I have to confess something. And I said, what? He said, I, I'm living with a woman and I have a two year old daughter. Wait, 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 hold up. So this deacon in the church Mm -hmm. who said that you were his wife based on a picture he saw on Facebook. Yeah. Started taking you to his church, said you were going to hell for not holding his hand. If you didn't hold his hand, took you to his church. Somebody else comes speaking the word of the Lord over you, saying that's natural. He's a counterfeit, all this other stuff. And then later on for him to take you home, propose well, to you. Well, he hadn't take me home. This was outside the church. We this were was still outside at the, church. the church. Yeah. He proposes to you mm-hmm. with your dream ring mm-hmm. and then says... But wait, you got to know something. I live with a woman. I'm living with a woman. And they got kids together. That's what he said. Oh, goodness. You know. He's like living with a woman as in like romantically? Um. Okay. So okay. he says that like I'm living with a woman and I have a two-year-old daughter and I fell into sin with her. Ay, Dios mío. And you know. But for those who don't know, fell into sin means they had sex. They had sex. Like, <laughs> oops, I did it 
again. Um, yes. And I gave him that look. I know you picturing it. Picture it. That crazy eye look like you must have lost your dang mind. <laughs> oh, like, snap. And if you Puerto Rican or Hispanic, Dominican, Mexican, Cuban. you would have Cuban, whatever ethnicity you are, you would have been like... <laughs> Atrevido. <laughs> like telenovela, like World War Three is about to start. Yes. The look on my face. And I was like, this guy thinks I'm stupid. And, you know, I I, I felt like I lost my salvation that day. <laughs> um, I kind of got like bone quick. We like, I will cut you. No, not like that. But I, I was yeah. I I said, you know what? I was like, you know what? It confirms what what the evangelist told me. Yeah, at the church mm-hmm. about him being a counterfeit. Yes, and I said, you know what? You are of the devil. Mm-hmm. I said it just like that. I said, you are the devil. There is no truth in you. And I said, you could take this ring and <laughs> shove it up where the sun don't shine. But I didn't say that. You, you know, didn't, no, you didn't sing it at the moment. I said donkey. Yes. <laughs> or parentheses donkey. <laughs> donkey. Yes. Cause I was so mad. And I he he was like, but but you're gonna he's like, you're dis you're being disobedient. And I said, if I'm being disobedient, then let the Lord handle me. That's right. And so he's like, I, can I take and I was like, I don't even want to see your face. No, you can't take me home. That's so right. I mean, I wish he would have because it was the South Side. So I'm like, I was far, far away from home. Far, far um, away from home. But South Side like, of Chicago ain't nothing yes. to play with. So I took the bus home and I like cried home. And I remember um, I was apologizing to my roommate because it caused a strain in our relationship, mm. you know, and um, and even some members in my church, you know, they thought I left the church. And um, they spread rumors. I left because I was pregnant. And um, it, it was just really bad. And I remember having that moment with the Lord, like, man, Father, forgive me because mm. I did it because I just wanted to feel loved. like someone loved me. Yeah. Like, but like tangible, right? Like, yeah, some of course. Physical, like, like something. You, of course, we, you know, you have the love of Christ, but at the same time, having grown up like the way you've grown up like with your background and everything like of course to have somebody here saying that propose to you they want to marry you take care of you all these things that you know you would want to hear in that kind of situation any girl wants to hear that from a man right like oh my god you love me yay and Um, you got me this ring that i've been dreaming about oh but but then when he flipped it and said I got a two-year-old girl mm-hmm. and I'm living with a woman that I just had sex with. Yeah. And then you cursed him out and pretty much in the car. Didn't curse him out, but... I, didn't, I just said one bad word. <laughs> <laughs> so you told him what he could do with his ring. Yeah. And then you went to go reconcile with your roommate. I reconciled with her and I wept to the Lord and I was asking like, God, please help me. Give me the gift of discernment. Yeah. Help me to know when is of you, when it, what's not of you. Give yeah. me, you know, give me wisdom. And so. And you said during this time you were in a group called Breakdown. I was still in a group. Yes. Well, that would, that focused on abstinence. Yes. Okay. Yes. 
okay so let's pick it up there you're in this town that this whole thing with this guy happened you're in breakdown you're praying for parents you're living with uh your friend lydia um who's showing you how to ask for things mm-hmm. and you asked for parents okay so let's pick it up from there i'm still i'm i was 23 still believing that i was gonna have god was gonna give me a mom and dad um being in breakdown we had leadership there they were really really sweet people um uh, but one of them was Melody Fabe. Well, at the time she was still La Luz, Melody La Luz, yeah. and um, she was she was um, very influential because she was actually saving her her kiss for marriage. Like, well, the story headline was she was a Latina saving sex for marriage, and she was right. twenty, I think twenty eight. Oh, so 20, she was yeah, okay. yeah, she was older, and so um, their story was beautiful. And, um, you know, so she was kind of like the mentor there. Yeah. I wasn't really close to at now at the time was her husband because I thought he was a big nerd. Um, <laughs> he was a big nerd. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. What kind of a nerd, like a comic um, book nerd or no, he likes Star Wars. Now, don't hate me, you know, but he was like really strange. Like he okay. was just weird. Like he would bring that sword that lights up the lights and it would go, you know, and he would make noises. Ugh. Yeah. You know, and so um, that's how it was. And then the Lord called them out and we had new leaders um, and it was just it wasn't the same. Right, just, but you were at this time still cool with the Melody? The yeah, leaders. I was still cool with Melody and CD. Not super cool. I know they had a baby. I didn't really... We went to different churches, so we never kept in touch. Oh, there was a breakdown retreat. Okay. And they needed people to represent Chicago. So Melody went with her newborn baby. But I got to share a room with Melody. And she was just like, so, you know, Maria, I don't know your story. You know, and I was like, oh, she's like, who are you? What's your story? So I started sharing like how I was taken away from my mom at the age of two and I just been in foster care. And then I found Christ, you know, and she was just like, what? Like she was so emotional. So you told her like pretty much your whole story. Yeah, my whole story. She was just immediately like attached to it. Yeah, she was like a mess she was crying (laughs) i'm like it's okay i got jesus you know it's all good you know so not knowing what the lord was doing in her heart you know breakdown retreat was great i go back to living with lydia right and um she goes back to being an amazing wife and a mom you know and then you got an opportunity to go on a mission trip Uh uh-huh i got an opportunity to go on a mission trip with um a girl i was discipling with her family Um, We went to Puerto Rico. Um, It was actually pretty fun. The mission trip was in Puerto Rico? Uh Uh-huh. That must be nice. Yeah. It was stupid hot. (laughs) That humidity was very disrespectful. Very disrespectful. Um, So I got an opportunity there. And um, I think it was like the second or third day me being there. um, I got a phone call from CD. Okay. And then I pick up the phone. And he was like, hey, Maria, how are you doing? And I was like, I'm fine. But it was Mel. So I'm like, who is this? And he's like, it's me, CD. And I'm like, oh, hey, CD. I was like, and I asked him, how did you get my number? You haven't heard from him since broke. No, I don't even. Yeah. 
But I don't even talk to him. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And he's like, my wife, Melody. And I was like, oh, okay. And he was like, you know, we've been praying for you. And I was like, oh, thanks. You know, mm-hmm. um, prayer is always good. And he goes, I wanted to ask you a question. He's like, don't, you know, don't get nervous. Yeah. Of what I'm about to ask. And I'm like, ask, you know, like, just ask me. And he's like, I just... You know, I'm, you know, I just feel like this would be great. I'm like, just ask me, you know? (laughs) And he's like, if you say no, that's okay. But if you say yes. What is he asking? Yeah. If you say yes, that would be okay too. And I'm like, okay, what is it? And in my mind, I'm thinking like, please don't hook me up with your cousins (laughs) or your brothers. Like I am not the one. Yeah. Like I'm not interested, you know? And I'm going to stop you right there. uh Only because. I want the adoption story and all that becoming all that stuff to be in a separate episode. Okay. All right. So, uh, again, for those who don't know, this is our conversation with Maria Gomez and how she just grew up. And so just so you can get to know her backstory a little bit more as we continue on in the episodes, uh, you can see what she does, why she does, who she is and why she is. So she has a beautiful adoption story about just learning how to be a daughter. All right. So guys, just stay tuned. Uh, Make sure you subscribe, download um, and just stay tuned with us as we continue on in this journey in love, faith and joy.